Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Overdrive Files. We're doing it live again. Uh, we got some fun topics to, to talk about this morning on a, a fine Saturday. Um, hope you guys are having a good kickoff to your weekend so far. But um, let's get into some topics. Now the big news sort of that came out of this week is that James Gunn is coming on to write and direct Suicide Squad 2. Now this just... The, after the whole controversy regarding his tweets and getting fired from uh, the Guardians franchise, um, getting booted off the, the MCU, and he was even helping sort of helm the sort of galactic side of the MCU for, for future films, but um, everything was sort of up in the air. Like, what was this guy going to go do after being let go at Marvel slash DC? Like, the guy was getting a ton of offers... Um, and it turns out the guy's going to be helming Suicide Squad 2. And I've, I've got a, a couple things here. Um, this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Is that studio sources say that Gunn is not developing a sequel, but a brand new take on the DC property, which features DC villains Deadshot, Harley Quinn, the Joker, Captain Boomerang, and Killer Croc, who are forced into the service of the government in exchange for lighter sentences. It is unclear whether or not that means recasting, in part or wholly, the actors. <clears throat> now, essentially, that sounds the same as the last Suicide Squad movie we saw, but the really interesting thing is that he's not necessarily developing a sequel, but a brand new take on the DC property. Um, now, that sort of sounds similar in sort of like how, uh, I guess, how Taika Waititi's adaptation of Thor, Thor Ragnarok, was really different than um, the previous Thor movies we saw. It was sort of a new interpretation of the character of Thor. Now, James Gunn might be doing something like that. May, could he be... on? delivering a completely new ensemble who knows i mean the cast listing right there is identical to what we had in the first suicide squad film so it's just it's i i i honestly don't know how i feel about it yet i'm i'm excited to see what the guy delivers i suppose but um at the same time i don't know i'm a little bit cautious like is this what is this what this guy really wanted to do, or did he just want another high-profile blockbuster? I think that's sort of what the guy really enjoys doing. You see him sort of producing his smaller like horror movies. He did the the Belko experiment last year, and uh, I think he has another horror movie coming out. It ended up being pushed to 2019, so he produces these smaller movies, but he seems to like directing these massive tentpole blockbusters, but... Um, I think James Gunn's sort of sense of humor and sensibility fits Suicide Squad. I mean, when we saw when Suicide Squad first came out, it like people would just call it like it's DC's version of like the Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah, I can see that. It's an ensemble cast and uh especially the tone, it was a lot lighter than anything we saw in the DCEU before with Man of Steel and uh Batman v Superman. <laughs> Um, but that movie just got cut to hell in the editing room and just tonally it was just all over the place and you know they tried to throw in a, a lot of soundtrack stuff in that movie and 
to me, it just felt like the Fast and Furious of like comic book movies, and I don't really consider that a, a compliment or anything like that. But it's just like this came out of left field, and I I thought there was a possibility this guy would d- maybe direct a DC movie, um, but not Suicide Squad too. It, but I don't know. It seems like it could be a fit, but if you guys are a big DCEU fan, like if you're a massive fan of like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, let me know your thoughts on this. I know there's a big divide. A lot of MCU fans wanted James Gunn to be rehired back, and uh, I know a lot of DCEU fans didn't want James Gunn anywhere near um, the DC film, so... It's just, I don't know, it's kind of a weird spot, but we've got James Gunn's boy, um, Dave Batista. let me skip down to this one. Oh, I missed a, I missed a spot. So, this is Justin Kroll from Variety, a uh, news reporter, film news reporter, and he's touching on Gavin O'Connor, who was formerly the director that was on board to to do Suicide Squad 2 but he mentions that in relation on the front in relation to Suicide Squad 2 hearing that the story he had for the sequel ended up almost being identical to the Birds of Prey story and when that film was given the go ahead to go before Suicide Squad 2 O'Connor grew frustrated and fell off the project to do Has Been which is a, a, a separate film instead so pretty much News is that the Gavin O'Connor film for Suicide Squad 2, or the story, was nearly identical to Birds of Prey, and uh, Birds of Prey was given the green light before Suicide Squad 2, so then it was just like, well, let's just do this film and sort of push this one aside, and Gavin O'Connor was just like, well, we'll see you later, so, but that's that, so, but... Um, Dave Batista. <laughs> as soon as this was announced, I was like, "What is Dave Batista gonna do? Is he gonna come on board and play like uh, King Shark or something like that?" So, but he tweeted and says, "Where do I sign up?" Regarding a deadlines report for James Gunn boarding uh, Suicide Squad two to write and possibly direct. Now, um. I love Dave Batista. He's been pretty vocal. So um, I think he's wanted to sort of maybe try and get Disney or Marvel to let him out of his MCU contract, his multi-picture deal for him. Because um, he even tweeted, like, it's it's nauseating working for this company. Um, and even Marvel, Marvel just fired a, a, a comic writer and... Uh, a Star Wars author. He's written for, for, for both the comics and the, the novels, but um, that's sort of a big controversy now. So it's a, it's a touchy time regarding Twitter and just social media, but I would like to see Dave Batista in Suicide Squad too. I don't really have an idea of who I'd want him to play necessarily, but um, I think he, he would definitely fit. I mean, just cast him as like King Shark. I think that could be pretty cool. I don't know why King Shark would be in the movie, but I think it would be pretty awesome to have the guy on board. Drax doesn't really have that much to do in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or even Infinity War, really. Um, 
in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he had his whole storyline about his family and revenge regarding uh, Ronan and Thanos was the real guy behind uh, you know his family's tragedy. Um, but he's just sort of like the village idiot or like the the comedic relief. <laughs> one of many parts of the comedic relief in the Guardians movies, but I don't know. He's just doesn't have that much to do other than, you know, talk about how massive his turds are and stuff like that. I don't know. I Whatever Dave Bautista wants to do, I'm fine with. So moving on. Now, Pet Cemetery. Uh, we're getting a... A remake, a reboot, I suppose, in 2019. Now, that first one that came, I think it came out in the the early 90s or maybe the late 80s. I feel like it was like 91 or 92 or something like that. But that's a, I enjoy that horror movie. It's a Stephen King property, of course. But there's been sort of a resurgence with uh, Stephen King's properties lately that, um, and not just Stephen King, but just like 80s and early 90s horror movies are starting to get rebooted. We've seen that with It. Um, Halloween's getting a remake. Or not a remake, but a sequel. It's it's sort of like... Um, I don't know. It's sort of a, a re... Not a reboot, but... They're trying to kick the franchise um, back in gear. And they'll probably want to try and make some more movies if this uh, Halloween film is successful which i'm sure it's gonna be um but the pet cemetery trailer man it just has some vibes and um just i just really enjoyed it and i didn't really have any expectations but just the whole drum and the consistent noise the girl playing the drum it just gives this really eerie vibe i sort of it sort of reminded me of hereditary when the girl would make the like that noise just that constant, like, eerie, creepy noise. And you got John Lithgow in this thing. And, like, who does not love John Lithgow? Um, he's sort of narrating the trailer, sort of just giving some some background on uh, the, the property that this family moves in. And, man, it just has some great visuals, some nods to, like, classic horror films. Like, I got some, like... Uh, Evil Dead sort of uh, vibes watching this with like the fog rolling in. It was pretty cool, but I'm really looking forward to this movie. And I feel like the horror genre is it's really been pretty solid lately, uh, especially with like the Blumhouse um, studio. They've really been bringing some good stuff, but even just like the Conjuring franchise, that first Annabelle movie was an abomination, but. Um, I think horror has really got its uh, foot in the right place. So I'm really looking forward to the Pet Cemetery. Um, I think it comes out in April, so we got a few several months to go. But I think it's it has the potential to be uh, sort of one of the the better horror movies of next year. So really looking forward to that one. But moving on to Aladdin. Now I haven't really been looking forward to this Disney live action uh, adaptation, but um, you know, you have Guy Ritchie directing the thing. I thought the last year's King Arthur movie was really bad. And I think he, he has the, like the potential to be a good director, but I just feel like 
his style doesn't match Aladdin. Um, like even with King Arthur, like he's having like these foot chases through like the streets of Camelot or wherever it was in that movie. And, um, like there's just like rock, this rock music playing in the background and just totally like when I go to see a King Arthur movie, I want it to be this big epic fantasy, like story with like the lady in the lake and all that stuff. And the first like 15 minutes of King Arthur had that stuff. And like Eric Bana was in it and it had like these massive elephants like coming to to storm the the kingdom and this big fight sequence going on and I really loved that stuff, but um just I don't know, I'm afraid of what he's going to do in this film and um, but just judging from the trailer, I thought like it looks good. I mean, I like the visuals and stuff like that. The trailer showed um, it has these like big sweeping shots of like uh, the desert and Agrabah, and um, there's there's a shot of Iago like flying, and you know if it's not voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, I don't know how much I care. But if it is voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, um, I'm going to be the first one in line to see. Yeah, see, there goes Iago flying towards Agrabah. Um, but I don't know. It's got the girl who played Kimberly from uh, the Power Rangers movie that came out like two years ago. And I think it has potential. I wasn't a fan of the Beauty and the Beast film. I thought it was just okay. But... I don't know. I just think Aladdin is such a it's such a fun property, like Disney property in terms of like um the magic carpet sequence like trying to fly out of uh the Cave of Wonders. And by the way, the Cave of Wonders voice in this trailer is merely identical to the original animated version of Aladdin. I thought that was probably the, my favorite part of the entire trailer, but I'm looking forward to this. I just hope Guy Ritchie delivers a, a good and not overly stylized with his, like, his style, I suppose, but I'll see it, but I just, I'm cautious. I'm up to, I can't talk. I'm optimistically cautious. So we'll, we'll see how that, uh, that live action Aladdin movie is. I think, I think, uh, Lion King comes out next year too. So they're going to make a crap ton of money, the billions and billions of dollars. So we'll see, but moving on to another branch of, uh, Disney, Ryan Coogler signed on to direct Black Panther 2. Now, personally, I was sort of hoping that he might step aside and go direct something smaller. Um, I was really disappointed when I heard that he wasn't going to be doing Creed 2. Um, that comes out in just a, like a month or so, and I'm sure that's going to be pretty good. I'm not sure who the director is on that one. Um, pardon my dog blasting his howls into my house, but... Um, but I don't know. I wish Ryan Coogler would just uh, do more of a smaller like drama or something like that. And uh, I, I know the guy has more free reign when he does that versus a big tentpole movie like Black Panther 2. So 
Um, I I really enjoyed Black Panther. The more I watch it, the I guess not necessarily the less I like it, but I just I just see this Black Panther film just very similar. And, and this is sort of the case with a lot of larger movies, but with Black Panther, it just really felt like the Lion King to me. And that's not the whole, like, Africa aspect of it. It's just, like, the story where it's this, like, 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 uh, T'Challa's sort of similar to, like, Simba, where he ends up getting, like, banished, like, after a, a fight with... Not that I, I, this is a terrible analogy, I guess, but I I I, I like uh, Simba to T'Challa, where he ends up like going away for a while, and he comes back, and uh, his kingdom's been taken over, and he has to earn it back. I just I just really got that vibe after watching Black Panther, but it's not the biggest you know, nitpick or anything like that, but it's just something when I watched the film, it just, it sort of felt like I was watching the Lion King in a way. So, um, but I, I honestly don't know where do you go with Black Panther too, you know, um, you know, Ulysses Claus gone, like, man, Andy Serkis just killed it in that, uh, with that character and Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan was just phenomenal. Like that guy was one of the highlights for me in that film those two characters in general claw and uh killmonger so i i don't know the the black panther lore like who's next like if you guys know like comment below like where could they go with black panther 2 so it's interesting to see um but if ryan coogler's not able to to move on to a different project i think you know it's the guy the go-to guy to direct the sequel for black panther so i think it's going to be good i just wanted something a little bit i don't know i wanted to see the guy step into something else and then maybe come back for black panther 2 so or black panther 3 who knows but moving on so last weekend Venom made $80 million domestically and like $205 million worldwide. Now, regardless of its shitty Rotten Tomatoes score and just overall poor critic uh, reviews, I think this movie's definitely going to get a sequel. Um, now, where do they go with this sequel? If you saw the movie, and this is going to be some spoilers of the, the post-credit scene, so if you haven't watched Venom, you might want to pause or come back later after you've seen the film, but um, Eddie Brock's walking into a high security prison and there lies um, Cletus Cassidy, AKA Carnage. Well, it's pre Carnage. He's just, the guy's just sitting in a cell. And uh, I think Woody Harrelson's like one of the best casting choices. And just, I, I cannot wait to see, Woody Harrelson and like Tom Hardy like interacting in a full like a full blown movie. I think it's going to be incredible. And my biggest complaint about Venom is just like I thought just Riz Ahmed's like not necessarily his character, but just like he just did not have much to do in the film. Like he was just like walking around in a in a laboratory, and uh, it was just boring. And, you know, there was a, a big fight sequence towards the end, but, like, I just was bored watching this character, and I couldn't get behind his motives or anything like that, and 
I just needed some more meat to chew on with this character. Um, but if you throw in Woody Harrelson as this like um, psychotic like serial killer and give me something to sort of like latch on to character wise, I'm I'm completely excited for this Venom sequel. Um, you know, uh, Sony's also developing a Craven the Hunter movie, which is weird because like. You know, Craven's biggest thing is, you know, trying to hunt and kill Spider-Man. So, do you do that, but with Venom? Is that where they're going with this? And, uh, I mean, if I was Craven and I saw Venom or Spider-Man, I would be like, well, Venom's the bigger buck. Like, I'm going to go hunt that guy. So, uh, it's, it's interesting, interesting stuff. We'll see where they go with it. You also have the Jared Leto Morbius film. So how all these are going to tie in, we don't know yet, but I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I hope Venom, the Venom sequels a lot better. I don't know if you bring back Ruben Fleischer, if he's the best guy to, to, to helm this sequel, I would like maybe somebody who's more. I don't know, more experienced, I guess, in terms of like a, a tentpole film like this. Um, th there's just a lot of like, a lot of stuff in Venom that I thought was just, it felt like an amateur filmmaker, um, you know, was working on this film. Just like some poor, poor choices and like tonally, it was kind of, you know, l weird at times. And I, I don't know, I just felt like, some stuff in the film was just poorly made, I guess. So that's sort of my thoughts on that. But do, do you call this Venom sequel Maximum Carnage? Like Venom colon Maximum Carnage. I think it'd be, be cool. Like, do you just call it Venom 2? I think that's kind of lame. I kind of like having the, you know, the subtitle for the the film so we'll see but it is it's all interesting stuff um let me know what you guys thought of all this news from this past week by far though what i'm most looking forward to is uh pet cemetery out of the the topics we sort of talked about black panther 2 i'm not really that that hyped up for until i see sort of like where this film's going i suppose um, at the end of that film, they're allowing the, the world to sort of uh, utilize their technology. So maybe we'll see the world sort of shaping in the MCU more advanced technology and stuff like that. But um, James Gunn helming a, a DCEU film, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of DCEU fans that are up in arms over this thing. So I'm sure there, there's battles currently going on on reddit or some forum or who who knows what but it's it's all cool stuff it's just movie news so you know take it with a grain of salt salt so uh yeah don't ruin somebody's day over um a tweet from the hollywood reporter or whatever so guys that's it for this episode of the overdrive files make sure to comment below and let me know your thoughts on all this movie news uh you can follow me on twitter or uh instagram just at rex overdrive let me know your thoughts so we'll see you next week